Okay, yes, today is Family Day. Happy Mother's Day, as Abby mentioned. We got some uh, family things to, to, to discuss and pray and share together. So at this time, I would like to call up Peter and Linnea Coffin and their daughter, Novella Joy Coffin, and family members to stand with them. And we are going to dedicate Novella Joy to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah, if you want grandparents, uncles, great-grandparents, half the church that's related to them. Okay, can you see this beautiful baby? Just kind of maybe turn around a little bit so we can all see. Beautiful. Novella Joy. I'm going to share a few scriptures here this morning. Isaiah 54, 13 says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. We trust that as we raise our kids, that we raise them in the word of God, and God will do amazing things in our children. So there's some parts of Psalms 127 that says, Unless we look to God in raising our children... Our labors are worthless. Realize that children are given to us by God. They are his special blessing to us. So Peter and Linnea being first-time parents, they may have some questions. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And that applies to wisdom for children, raising children. I like the way Proverbs 22.6 is stated in the New International Version. It says, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. I learned that from the King James Version, train up in a child. And as you may know, Peter is, is an excellent teacher. And uh, so I think about training as kind of teaching, but uh, start children off on the way they should go. To me, that includes a little bit more than just uh, talking and teaching. Um, I want uh, us to know some things about Novella Joy this morning. Novella Joy is very special to her parents and to the family of God here and to her relatives as well. Um, we all know that uh, Bob loves babies. So, Grandpa Bob, you're already shining, even though the light isn't on him right there. Uh, Novella Joy, God has placed you in this family for this time for a very special purpose. And I think her parents might know what that purpose God has is. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the purpose that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Hallelujah. Novella Joy, God has a very special plan for you. And children learn by how we live in front of them. And as Peter and Linnea live before the Lord and seek the Lord, they will be godly examples to their child. 
and the children live out what they learn from their parents and from their peers and from the family of God, aunts, uncles, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-uncles, great-aunts. Hallelujah. So we're going to dedicate Novella Joy to the Lord this morning. I have uh, questions for the parents here. Peter and Linnea, do you promise to bring up Novella in the love and nurture of the Lord? Will you pray for her and teach her the word and be godly examples to her? If so, say we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> now I have a question for the church. This is a part of our church family. Do you, as a church and family members, do you promise to pray for Novella and her parents? Will you be loving spiritual supporters and encouragers to both parents and child? If so, say we will. Thank you. I will have you stand if you're able, and Gus will have you come up. We're going to anoint Novella with oil and uh, pray for her together. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we just take this as tradition, but we need to know that when we dedicate a baby to God, God hears that prayer. When Hannah was in the temple and she was praying to God, she said, God, if you will give me a son, I will dedicate him to the Lord. And she did. God answered that prayer. And he grew up to be the prophet Samuel. And I remember the story of a woman who was pregnant. She was going over to the neighbors to pray for a baby that was dying. She said, Lord, if you heal this, baby, then I will dedicate the baby in my womb to the Lord. And God answered that prayer. And when that baby was born, she named him Oral Roberts. Hallelujah. So we don't take this lightly. There is power in dedicating your baby to the Lord. And there is power in a mother's prayer. Hallelujah. So we just believe that God is going to touch this baby today. And we anoint her. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we anoint you with the oil of the Spirit. And Lord, we ask you to fill her 
with the power of your spirit. And we ask you to protect her. We cover her with the precious blood of Jesus. We surround her with your love. We surround her and cover her with our prayers. We just call forth her destiny by faith. We call forth that purpose that you have placed in her heart. Father, we thank you that you will make straight her paths, that you will guard her and protect her all the days of her life. We just plead blessings, the blessings of the Lord on her life, the blessings of Deuteronomy 28, that she will be above and not beneath, that she will be before and not behind, that everything she touches will prosper. Oh, we just thank, thank you, Lord, for divine health. Well, we just lift up her parents and we cover them with that precious blood of Jesus also. We cover them with our prayers. And we just thank you, Lord, that your word will not return void, that you will answer this prayer. We just thank you that she is blessed. She is blessed that the hand of the Lord is upon her. We just thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I would like you to, uh, first of all, let's give them a hand. Howard, thank you, Lord, for what he's doing. Okay. Uh, greet your neighbor before you're seated. Greet your neighbors. We will dismiss uh, the children. Fifth, sixth, and seventh grade have the option to hang out with the elementary kids this morning. There's no teacher for the fifth, sixth, seventh grade. All right, we just have a few announcements today. We'll step through those and we'll go through offering this morning as well. So. Congratulations again. I just, it, remember, it reminds me of when we had all three of our kids dedicated in. And I remember the feeling of utter relief because I knew in my heart and my mind that not only are we doing this as a couple, but we finally have others in Christ that are also doing this with us. That this dedication is also involving and pulling in the family of God to help in the process and, and unleashing God's full glory on our children because they get to see our, us in our most raw and true form. Nitty gritty, nuts and bolts, grease and grind, they get to see us in every way, shape and form. And we really can't, especially nowadays. Parenting has always been difficult, but I would argue it's been some of those most challenging adventure during these times right now. So I, I just appreciate the church family and congratulations. A couple announcements this morning. Just a, again, a special note that we will be receiving an offering for the Bender family for the next two weeks due to the fire and the loss of their garage and the large number of the possessions that they had. So uh, stay tuned for that. Andrew's going to come up in just a little bit for that as well. 
Again, happy Mother's Day. We're so happy to see all of you mothers here and at home, just blessed by all of you that uh, we couldn't do this without you, obviously. But more importantly, we can't do this without your support, love, and the gifts that you offer. Wednesday nights, or Wednesday morning, don't forget about Touchpoint with uh, Pastor Steve and Joyce, 9.15 a.m. Check that out online. Uh, youth group for the next couple weeks, it looks like at least this week. No youth group this week and no kids activities either. There's a lot of school events happening. It looks like we're resume, resuming back on the 24th. Upcoming events, you've heard this the last few Sundays, March 20th. Keep that in your prayers as well. The march begins at J.W. Smith Elementary. Uh, the March for Jesus starts there at, the gathering is at 12.15 and the march starts at 1 p.m. Go to Bemidji, marchforjesus.com for more details. Um, March 21st, you're invited to a bridal shower for Faith Weber, who is engaged to Stephen Sharon. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. We're excited to shower the, with lots of love in the Fellowship Hall, uh, the 21st again, 12 to 2 o'clock. RSVP by May 14th. And contact Abby for any questions, please. Couple is registered at Amazon. Make sure you check the link in the announcements as well. And then we have June, June 3rd, Sari Rock is graduating from Bemidji High School. Make sure if you have an opportunity, go check that out. Congratulations. Very exciting. Celebrate with her at the open house on Saturday, June 3rd, uh, 5 to 8 p.m. at the Bush Residence. That's exciting. Really exciting. Uh, any other announcements, check out those items online or in your email for more details. Um, just a couple other things we have. Uh, we have a camp video. Mac, you want to cue that up? Gonna boost through this. Check this out. And my kids were always blessed by all of this. There we go. Thanks, Mac. This, uh, we'll go back to that in just a second, but this slide has to do with 20 years of being in this facility. Now, I've only been here, what, eight, nine years, somewhere in there in this area, and we've just been so blessed by even seeing this church going by each day and seeing them, this magnificent building that was created and, and just a house for God. It's been 20 years. If you want to see the pictures that are archived, they're right out there in the foyer there. We just thank God for this place. We, most importantly, thank God for the people that make up this church, the people that are here, the people that make this happen. And actually, we thank God for working through those people, just blessed by this. Thank you so much. But again, check out those pictures, just, just incredible. It's great for me who doesn't have that history to go through those things and learn more about it. As far as offering is concerned, we're going to jump into that real quickly, the general offering this morning, but I couldn't help but reflect on uh, the whole group up here doing worship. Benders, thank you so much for your gifts and sharing. I really appreciate you so much. And this morning, I just was struck by the gifts, the gifts that all of us have within us 
that we are charged to use, that we are given to use. And I just reflected immediately. I went to Romans. Paul's talking to the Romans. Romans 12, 4. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in according with your gift. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is to give, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. All of those elements, and you can, I imagine, because it did with me, if you heard one of those adjectives, someone popped into your brain. Someone came into your brain and go, that person has that, that person has that, that person has that. And you go, oh my word, we are so blessed by the people around us. And Benders, that's what I thought immediately when I was up here, when you were up here doing your gifts, exercising no gifts, I was able to list like 15 of them. And I can see that in all of us too. So thank you for exercising your gifts. And this morning, that's what we're going to do. We're going to have an opportunity to exercise our gifts in multiple ways. And if it's giving, then so be it. And uh, let's bow our heads and pray over this morning's offering. Then I ask Andrew to come up too. Father God, thank you so much for bringing us together as one body. One body ready to serve you in the ways that you've, been gift you've gifted us with, Father. We just dedicate the gifts that we have to you, Father. We lay them at your feet so that they can be used to glorify you, further your word, bring people to Christ, and exercise your mission, Father. This morning we pray for everyone in this room to give them encouragement, help them open doors so that they can see the gifts that you've given them, Father. Let them see opportunity in every way, shape, and form. We pray over this morning's offering again. We ask that you bless it, use it to your word in your name. Amen. We have the black boxes for the offering, the general offering this morning. And here's Andrew. You can also give online. Um, thank you, Phil. And if I could have uh, the gentleman with the... We're going to pass plates for Zach and Abby Bender. So the plates that go past uh, will be for that special offering. If you're giving to the church... Um, in the general offering, then the, that's what the boxes are for. Um, if you're going to write a check, are there four of those? You should have two. and each. Four. Four total. Okay. Who's in charge of these guys? That was my job to pick. I, my instructions were incomplete. Sorry. That's right. That's right. That's right. We thought this would be special just for the vendors. So if you have a check uh, and you want to give it to the vendors, it goes in the Plates here, just write it to TCC if you want to write a check. You can use cash also. Um, and uh, let's pray for this. And then, Zach, did you want to share a little bit? Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the Binder family again. We just uh, pray for full restoration. Thank you for what they have shared with us this morning and what um, the opportunity that we have to be a part of that restoration that Abby was talking about this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So Abby and I want to just 
and the kids just want to give a special thank you to everybody for your guys' prayers, for your encouragement, um, for the provision. Um, it's, it's been interesting. So um, I don't even remember. I think it was Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? It was Wednesday. Um, I got home around 3.30. Annika was there, and I told Annika, I'm going to take a cat nap. She said, well, how many miles are in the car? I said, you have 60 miles to empty. She said, okay. She took the keys and left. Um, and I went and took a nap. And then at 3.55, Andrew calls. <clears throat> and Andrew's always joking, so I didn't really know what he was yeah. talking about. You know, so he calls. He's like, so are you grilling? I said, no. What are you talking about? He's like, well, there's, some, there's smoke behind the garage. I said, what? And I ran over there, and I'm like, the grass is on fire. Click, I hung up. So, <laughs> so he texts while all the chaos is going. He's like, I'm glad everything's okay. And I'm like, so I ran around to the front um, of the garage, because I had noticed that the grass was on fire and the eave was on fire. And I opened up the door thinking I could see what was going on, and it was, it's a steel garage, so it was plumb full of smoke. Um, so I backed up, <clears throat> and the DNR was already at the end of the driveway. Um, and uh, so she pulled up, and she said, well, I only have 250 gallons. I said, well, if you could keep the house wet, that'd be greatly appreciated. She said, well, is there anything in the house? I said, well, there's two dogs. She said, get the dogs out of the house. And then we had um, two vehicles parked in front of the garage. And so I moved the Trebek out of the way. The Yukon's battery was dead. So I ran to the house, and I called Abby. I said, where are the keys to the Yukon? She's like, well, what do you need to know? I said, just tell me what the keys of the Yukon are. And uh, I said, I was trying to remain calm. I'm like, don't worry, but the garage is on fire. Yeah. Um, Zach was in his underwear the whole time. <laughs> I didn't want him to leave that out. Because <laughs> I still found joy in the midst of everything falling apart at your expense. But I wanted to add that Sarah, Sarah told me that Andrew never comes home early. I don't know why you came home early on Wednesday. But if he wouldn't have called, I'm not even going to think about it, but he never comes home early. He came home early. A week before, uh, one of my sons went out because he was thinking about some stuff that was important to him. He was like, I'm going to go get that because I, I want to look at it. And he brought it in the house. And just like weird little things like that, that God was, his hand was in and um, we were still devastated, but we've been so encouraged by all the support. I didn't own any of these clothes till yesterday night. And I just we're just overwhelmed with gratitude. And I just wanted to embarrass my husband. Yeah, I was, I was kind of panicking. Like, because I thought, well, I could put it out myself, but the hoses are in the garage. And I'm like... And then I realized well, we after I was talking to the gal... When he's panicking, he sounds like a hyper-flight attendant. So, <clears throat> so anyways, she like... You he's guys. a really manly man. <laughs> so anyways, I realized talking to the DNR gal that I was in my underwear, so I'd run back in the house to get dressed. Came back in. Um, <clears throat> but by 4.15, so about 20 minutes after Andrew called, the whole thing was engulfed in flames. Um, and by five o'clock, it was done. Um, and for those you don't know, we've been building, so everything we had was in the garage. We had it all packed in totes and stacked up against the wall, um, and so all that's gone. Um, but 
in all of that, the house is okay, the kids are okay, we are super thankful. Um, and, you know, today's been all about family, you know, and our family's okay, and we love you guys. You are a church family, and you guys have really been supportive, and we, we thank you very much. So. Thank you. Let's give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, you guys ready? And another important part of our church family you have already seen. We get to see him again. Uh, let's uh, encourage them by giving them a hand for the Lord to work through their message this morning. Hello, testing. Good morning, everyone. And happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers there. Um, and happy Mother's Day to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> First Mother's Day. Yay. All right. Do you want to pray for us before we start? Sure. So, Jesus, we do just lift up this time to you. We lift up uh, every single mother here. Uh, yes, you meet us and all the wonderful places and all the roles that we play in life. And Jesus, motherhood is no exception to that rule. You are an instructor. You are a compassionate God who loves us in unique ways and loves us in ways that mothers can learn from and show to their children by looking to you. So we pray that each of us would be doing that uh, in this season, be thanking our mothers for exemplifying Jesus in everyday life. Thank you. So um, Steve had asked us to speak actually before we had Novella, and he said, well, you'll be a mother, and I'm like, for two months <laughs> to speak on Mother's Day, I was, I was feeling a little bit like, okay, what can I say from being a mother only two months? So I won't be giving anyone advice today, but <laughs> I wanted to share just a little bit from my heart, just kind of journey into entering motherhood. And maybe some of you mothers can relate, maybe um, you won't, but just knowing that God is faithful. And just with the worship today, it was just so amazing and just really connected to the heart of what I want to share today. Um, because God is faithful in the midst of those trials, in the midst of those waves. And, and um, sometimes we We'll see his faithfulness afterwards, but there's something so powerful about experiencing the faithfulness of God in the midst of the waves and trials. And so um, I had always wanted to be a mother. I remember from the time I was little, my career that I wanted to be was stay-at-home mom. And that still rings true, and I'm so blessed to be able to do that right now. But I, that's, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to be a mom. And so um, when it came time for us to enter into the season of thinking about kids and stuff like that, I felt like the Lord was speaking to my heart. And he said, I'm going to give you a new joy, a restored joy. And I didn't know the fullness of what that meant, but that always was in the bottom of my heart um, when thinking about children. And so um, that, yes, I'll get back to that. So 
to kind of speed things along, and there's so many details of his faithfulness that I could share, but for the sake of time and focus, I'll just try to keep it concise in what, um, what I really want the heart of today's message to be. Um, so it was December of 2021, we found out that we were pregnant, and I w- we were so excited, so happy, and just celebrating. It was around Christmas time. I was wanting this so much, so I had already bought Christmas presents <laughs> to give to family to like announce that we were having a baby. Um, and then uh, I'll just mention something. It might not make sense to the story now, but it will later. Um, but on New Year's Eve, we typically, or we have in the past, had kind of a fun little party, play games, and um, just hang out with some friends and family. And so we did that, and we were extra celebrating. A lot of people probably didn't know um, at that point, but we were just celebrating, and we played games. And this may seem silly, but I'll come back to it later, but Joy Erholtz was there, and that's an important (laughs) important piece in this story. Um, But we just played lots of different games, and games involving names and different things like that. and then fast forward to... Just a step. Yeah. In particular, the, the, one of the games we played involved writing our names down and putting them in a hat. And so there were these pieces of paper with people's names on them. Yes. So you can imagine Joy's name. Anyways, so <laughs> it'll, it'll make sense. Um, so then about... Uh, I don't even know the time frame right now, but um, we had our first ultrasound, and we were excited, and the doctor told us that there was no heartbeat, they couldn't find it, that we should expect a miscarriage. But how we took that was, we're going to stand on the word, we, we have prayed for this child, we want this child, and so we we were just dousing ourselves with the word, worshiping. We had the opportunity to go to kind of a weekend retreat and just so much confirmation of the faithfulness of God, and we just so enriched our faith in that time. But February 1st of 2022, I did experience a miscarriage. And so at that time, I, I, there's lots of questions. There's lots of fears. There's lots of um, doubts and things that can go in your mind when something like that happens. And so I really, I spent a couple days, you know, just crying mostly. And then... Um, and then I came to this place where I, I was just like, okay, today I am going to just meet with God. I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know what is going to come of this, but I'm going to meet with him today. And so I, I did. I just kind of set up the day. I just was like, Lord, I don't understand. <laughs> and I just went through those questions. I went through 
those feelings with him and just releasing that to him. And like I said, there's so many things that he reassured me in my heart. Um, but there was this moment that I was just so overwhelmed by fear. And I just, fear of loss, fear of, is this going to happen for me? And um, so kind of reminding me of the song about the waves, like, keep our eyes above the waves. I felt that I felt like I was drowning and I was telling the Lord this and I heard him speak to my heart and say, those fears are shallow. They're not deep. You're not deep. They may feel deep, but they're really just an illusion that you're seeing that you're allowing yourself to just drown in these fears. And so Oftentimes, I feel fragile underneath the weight of pain and fear and doubt and shame. But what I recognize in that moment that the Lord was speaking to me is that my love is so much more powerful that it's actually under the weight of my love and my presence and my power. Those fears and those, that pain is shallow. It's fragile. It's empty. And I, I want to say right now that it doesn't feel that way when you're in the midst of grieving, when you're in the midst of trials and hardship. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like what's going on is light, that it's not heavy. But what, I'm, what I discovered is fear oftentimes amplifies things to a, a degree where we can't handle it. We can't go through what we're going through because it captivates us. It, it um, pushes us down. It compresses us to a point where we don't even, we can't even function properly. And so when I recognized that those fears were fragile, that doubt was empty, then I was able to open my heart more to the love of God, to be able to fill me. And so in that moment, and so we still hadn't taken down our balloons from the New Year's Eve party. It's just kind of what we do. We keep them up until they're shriveling away. And, and so, but in that moment, I just, I put on some worship music and kind of like what we were doing today, running running through our graves, running out of our graves. I like worship the Lord and I dance and I just started ripping those balloons off the walls and it was very ther therapeutic. And I just was declaring the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, even though I didn't understand. I had a lot of questions. I, we, we prayed, we felt like this child was promised. And so I had those questions, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to believe in the character of God regardless of the whys. And so I started tearing these balloons off the wall. And then I got this Holy Spirit idea to start popping each balloon as if it was a lie, as if it was a fear, representing just the emptiness of those thoughts that they feel so full and blown up 
they feel like they, they're just heavier than they are. And then with the word of God, with trusting him, we can pop those. And I was just doing that. And so after this process, I was cleaning up. And um, in between the time of New Year's and that time, we had obviously vacuumed a lot and cleaned and all these different things. Um, but I, in that moment of cleaning up, I noticed a, a little piece of paper rolled up and I unrolled it and it said joy. And that was because Joy Erholtz was at the party playing the game and somehow her little piece of paper was hidden for just that moment. And I know it sounds like such a little small thing, but when you're in the midst of trials and fears and pain, when you open your eyes to see how specific God is, how strategic he is, how little of a thing he can speak to your heart in, it's powerful. In that moment, I just dropped and just felt the presence of God. I felt the restoration of joy. And I knew in that moment, I, I told the Lord, if I have to go through the most painful things to understand the depth of your comfort and joy, so be it. Now, I'm not wanting to go through painful things, but recognizing that it's going to be okay. That fear has to leave because that pain is no longer big in my heart. And that joy, that restoration, I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt like the Lord was looking at me and saying, I'm here. I've never left you. I love you. And so that was really a pivotal moment for me in just the continuation of my motherhood journey because then from there, I can't say that I have never had fears since then or that I've never experienced hurt or sorrow in like attached to having children or wanting children, but knowing his faithfulness, knowing he was going to be there at that moment, the questions didn't matter anymore. And so something that I just really want to encourage you today is that when we are in the midst of these difficult things, these trials, these, this pain, that get before the Lord. And I know that's such a simple thing to tell you, but he sees you and he sees you in such a specific way that when you truly release yourself to him, and I started out that process kind of upset and angry, and that's okay. And because the Lord is the one that helped to restore my soul in that process. The Lord is the one that spoke that joy, that demonstrated that joy into my heart. And so then moving forward, um, it just continued just, you know, wanting that child, wanting that child. And when sometimes when it doesn't happen, you, you can go a little crazy. And, 
And so then I was saying, Lord, I have thought this child was the new joy that I wanted, but really it was the restoration that he was doing in my heart that was that new joy, that I had to come to the place of knowing that regardless of whether I had a child, regardless of if I ever would be a mother or not, that my identity is in him, that being a mother is, is a role. It's such an important role, but it's just a role that God um, get, has given to me, but it's not my identity. It's not who I am. And so Novella Joy, um, Novella means new. <laughs> and so that is really something that's really special to us because um, I don't know where I came up with the name Novella or how we thought of it for a name, but knowing that it meant new and just that new joy, that that was just something that um, the Lord was just speaking to me throughout that process. And I think maybe spend just really quick. Um, oh, and this is, this is my journal filled with my journey. <laughs> and I even saved, saved the little joy, joy paper that um, was so special in that moment. Um, but James 1, um, we can, I think they should have it up there. Um, I thought I had it marked in here, but I guess not. Do you have anything to share while I'm... <laughs> okay. So James 1, and starting at verse 2, says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So we, for the sake of time, we'll have to quickly um, touch on a few things. But um, whenever I've read <laughs> this verse, I've often been like, oh, well, I doubt, so... That, that cancels me out of that. I guess I can't receive anything from the Lord. Um, but really, in just looking at this more, finding, if you look at the first portion of that scripture, um, it says that, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So, Oftentimes, I think of testing as, oh, so we can learn a good lesson, so that God can um, try to teach us a moral code of some kind. And maybe sometimes that is what it is. But what I see here is be mature and complete, not lacking anything. His 
foundation for the testing of our faith is wholeness. So we don't lack anything. And then what James sees as lacking, he's not talking about things or even maybe um, lacking character, different things, which there's other portions of scripture talking about that. But it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. Wisdom. And so in looking into that word for wisdom, um, one of the definitions, it said that it's the true insight into all things. And so I kind of see that as perspective a little bit too. Perspective, God's perspective. So his foundation for us in testing our faith, in, in seeing if we trust him, is not to see weight with a stick, to see if we do something wrong or see if we're um, going to fail. Because I think that's a lot of times what I've thought when reading that. But really, I feel like the heart of God is to say, I want wholeness for you. And if the testing of your faith produces fear or doubt, it means you lack the wisdom, the perspective of who I am, the character of who I am. If you truly see that I am good, that I have good plans for you, then you would see the fullness then you wouldn't lack that wisdom, that perspective. Because then it goes on to say, but when you ask, you must believe. And I think, like, sometimes we think, okay, I need to believe everything that the Lord is going to give me before he gives it to me. But then sometimes we don't even know what the Lord's going to give to us. We don't even know what we're going to receive from the Lord. And so what I believe he's saying here is that surrender, that vulnerability, that humility of just coming before him. So kind of like for me, that, that moment of recognizing when he spoke to me that those fears were smaller than him, that I could rise above, then that's what that becomes about. And doubt is it's not denial. It's not saying deny your situation. Deny the questions you have. Doubt is, in looking into that word too, I don't know if you want to say anything about it or if you want me to keep going. Um, doubt, is, it's like this hesitation of alliance, really. Are you going to believe in the Lord or are you going to not believe in the Lord? And even um, when it says they're unstable in all they do, that person, it's kind of, it's talking, it's a stronger word in the Greek. Doesn't it mean like anarchist or, or someone who is like, not, not someone who has a fear they're bringing before the Lord. Um, anyways, so, and I do think it is powerful <laughs> in here. It's talking about the doubts are like the waves of the sea with the song, oceans just being under the
and then also just that picture the Lord gave me that I felt like I was drowning under the waves, but recognizing that the doubts really are empty when they are separated from, from your belief, they're empty. And when God comes into the picture, when seeing him and allowing yourself to be seen by him, they become small. They become just balloons to be popped. And so I would just, do you want to say anything before closing? I wasn't my plan to just take the whole thing, but. Um, well, probably shouldn't. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I knew it would, uh, Naya, I, I, I told Naya to, to probably speak by her. I was like, oh, it's Mother's Day. You probably don't need me up there. She's like, well, you know, I, I would love to have you. I bet you have something great to say. And I said, well, maybe. But I kind of knew in my heart, oh, I, I'll just be there for, to look good. And, and <laughs> but that's about it. Oh, good job. About, <laughs> you're doing so well, huh? You oh. just, you finish up for us. Okay. Um, so I just want to encourage you mothers and everyone else as well that um, to allow the Lord to speak to your heart, to show you those new joys, to in motherhood, the whole kind of definition of motherhood is like sorrow and joy all wrapped up together. It's like every stage, and we've only just started and begun, but there's challenges in every season and stage of motherhood, but there's also such beautiful joys. And so to recognize those new joys, those to not um, try to go to the next, like searching for the next thing or the future thing, or that's, that's what I felt like in wanting a child is like, I want that now, but recognizing that waiting on the Lord was really where the joy for today is and that the peace is in the presence and we shouldn't, we shouldn't let the fears of the future or our regrets of the past take away the peace that we have in, in the present with him, the joy that we have in the present. And so, Lord, I just thank you for today, for Mother's Day. I thank you so much for your faithfulness, for being so good that we don't have to have all of our situations and circumstances be good to know that you are good, to know that you touch our hearts so intimately that we can open up our heart to you in the midst of every situation, in the midst of the trials of motherhood or the trials that every person deals with or the trials no one else has dealt with. And Lord, we just really bring those up to you. We bring our questions to you, our doubts. We don't want to be double-minded or are split in the middle, but we want to be settled in your peace, knowing that nothing can settle us, nothing can settle our hearts, 
peace, your joy, your character. So we see you, Lord, and we thank you for mothering us in such an intimate, loving way. In Jesus' name, amen. If God has uh, touched your heart, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you brought that up. God mothers us. Hmm, good stuff. I'm going to give you one of two options. You can either stand up here to pray with people, or you can greet people on the way out, okay? Because you spoke today. Those are your two options. Okay. And uh, the rest of you, uh, we're not perfect here. You know, as much as I worked on my hair and my clothes, and uh, uh, Peter looks good too, like you mentioned. Yep, Linnea, you look good too. Uh, life is messy. You know, I heard the, you used the same word that Abby used earlier, restoration. Huh, hallelujah. Uh, sometimes we got to get honest with our situation, and this isn't easy. This is messy. This hurts, maybe. And you need to share that with God, of course, but we can share that together as believers. Hey, I've been there. You know, let's pray together. Let's support each other as a family. So I'm going to invite you, if you're here today, and, you know, whether you're walking out, and uh, just talk to someone if, if, if God has touched your heart. Man, I'm hurting right now. Share. Let, talk to a brother. Talk to a believer. Talk to a sister in the Lord. Um, there's fellowship. There's, there's snacks and uh, coffee. Um, this is a good place. We love you. God loves you. So glad you came today. Um, yeah, what's, what's your choice? Are you going to stay up front or go in the back? Or you can split up if you want to, one each place. But to come up front if you want to pray, uh, grab, a, grab a brother or sister if you want to pray with someone. Plenty of places to do that. You are dismissed. God bless you. Love you. Amen.